Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Harvey Norman, celebrating 18 years in Ireland with their 18th birthday sale. Big birthday savings across their massive range of appliances, technology, furniture and bedding. Now, a special meeting of the Limerick Metropolitan District was held on Monday where councillors were given a rundown on spending. So where has the money for regeneration gone? Councillor Sarah Kiley of Fine Gael is on the line with us this morning. Good morning to you, Sarah. Good morning, Gillian. Sarah, you called for this meeting, first of all. Um, explain to us what happened. What were you told? Okay, so the first time the meeting was called was a month ago. And as a result of that meeting, um, we weren't getting many answers. So I asked for it to be reconvened at a later date to allow the executive to answer the questions because we were asking questions and getting no answers. So that took place then on Monday, the reconvened uh, adjourned meeting for regeneration. And we were presented with a 24-page report. Now, I'd like to point out as well, and I did air that view at the meeting, that the 24-page report was given to us on Friday ahead of the meeting on Monday. It took a month for them to come back to us with this report and I felt that that wasn't sufficient for us to have a look at this. So we, we as councillors spent the weekend then looking at this report. Where has the money gone? Well, we were given a comprehensive rundown on exactly where the money was gone, but for me, there were far more questions than answers. So, um, for example, you said it at the top of the hour there in your news, that the strategic demolitions under regeneration cost in the region of seven million and it's still in progress. So that figure will probably go up. And the delivery of homes is at two hundred and seventy one homes um under regeneration. But at that meeting again I pointed out that hundred and fifty one of those are inside regeneration areas and the rest are outside. So the majority is that sorry, my maths are bad now. One hundred and fifty within regeneration areas. One hundred and fifty one inside regeneration okay. areas and two hundred and seventy one is the figure that we were given for um delivery of homes. So one hundred and twenty, almost the same number outside of regeneration mm-hmm. areas. Yeah. And the the areas given outside of e- regeneration for housing projects are Vises Court, twenty nine units, Lord Edward Street, eighty one units, and Waller's Well Phase One, ten units. That's 120 okay. units outside of regeneration. Could it be argued that, well, that Edward Street was n- near enough to a regeneration area? No, it's not. Re- no, that is not a sufficient argument. That's the point I was trying to make. Is, is that an we... argument they're making? I mean, how do they explain these they housing projects? They didn't explain it, Gillian. This is the problem. So as a result of this meeting, like I said, we have seen more questions than answers. Um, Joe Delaney is the new Director of Regeneration. Again, I question that appointment in the sense that we're two years from the end of regeneration. Yes, we now have a Director in charge of regeneration. It's closing the door after the horse has bolted. It's just not good enough. And I suppose if this is a new appointment, he can hardly be expected to defend decisions made before his appointment. Yeah, and I don't expect anyone who's just after being put in situ to defend it. However, we as councillors, we are, it's our job to hold the decision makers to account. What do we want as a result of this? We want to do better. We need to do better for the people in regeneration areas. It's okay telling us how many housing units you've delivered, but if you can't deliver the thermal upgrade programme in a timely fashion within regeneration areas, we're really letting the people of regeneration areas down. We still have another winter of some of these people sitting in 
sitting in cold, inadequate, mouldy homes. It's just unbelievable. What about the projects you mentioned, Lord Edward Street, Wallace Well, Vises Court, they are all to a high standard. Uh, oh, an excellent standard. I have absolutely no issue with those houses being built and they were much needed and full occupancy um, in those areas is, is what I've been told. That's fantastic. But, but have, they been the housed, have they been housed with people from regeneration? There's a mixed um, tenure in those, in those developments. So some people Again, they weren't able to provide figures, um, but some people came from regeneration areas. But that, to me, that's not the issue, Gillian. The issue is, what has regeneration delivered for the people in regeneration areas, the people who stuck it out, the people who are still there, the people that trusted us as councillors and the previous councillors and people who trusted in the programme? They have been let down. We need to do better for these people, and we only have two years to do it. So we need to hold people to account. We need to find out why there was um, remediation works on the opera centre. Uh, actually, what it says in the report is stabilisation works to opera centre site phase one of €346,000. Like, really? What benefit is that? Again, another question I asked. What benefit is that to the regeneration community, the people who are still in these communities? What, isn't is, the, what is that benefit? Isn't the point that they made, okay, which, okay. <laughs> certain, yeah, sorry. I think you're having trouble trying to understand. Right, I, I will, uh, this is what I have as a response to okay. that, that the opera site was part of a strategic development proposed by the Limerick City and County Council Development Company, Limerick 2030, and was interlinked with regeneration through the local authority to provide employment locally. So reading between those lines or trying to get a sense of what that means, I'm wondering, you know, could it be justified on the basis that, uh, uh, you know, that 300,000 was used towards paying the wages of people who lived in regeneration areas working on the opera site? Well, that hasn't been demonstrated. Let's see the figures. If if that were the case, would you be happy? Well, I'm not happy. No, I'm not. Absolutely not happy at all, Gillian, with the outcome of this report. We have 24 But on that specific report. piece about the, the 300,000 that went on the opera site, would you think that that would be a reasonable justification if that money could be proven to have been paid on uh, wages for people from regeneration areas? Let's see it then. Let's see the evidence and then I will give my answer. But until then, I'm not happy. And there are other projects as well. I question spending in SIF. Um, I'm sure lots of people that I've been contacted about, not just in regeneration areas, people who are involved in um, conservation and history have pointed out that €153,000 was granted to um, do some works on the Turner Vinery. And that still hasn't happened either. Yeah, tell, tell me about that. Explain that to me, that, that vinery thing. Okay, so the vinery is... Um, it, it, it was... Richard Turner was a famous Irish iron founder. He was born in Dublin. He's rated as one of the most important glasshouse designers of his time. His works are in Kew Gardens, Regent's Park in London, as well as Belfast uh, Botanic Gardens and the Irish Botanic Gardens. Now, we have a piece of that history, a piece of his work in our ownership in Limerick City and County Council, yet it has remained in the shed for 10 years in Tipperary. A hundred and hundred and over one hundred and fifty thousand euros has been spent on the initial works. It was in situ in the grounds of Tate House in um, 
previously called South Hill House. It is a huge part of um, our national heritage. It's of national significance historically. And it's just sitting in a shed somewhere. And what's the plan for it? I've no idea. Uh, the director told me that he didn't know anything about it. And I've asked many times publicly and in the background, where is it? And it actually, someone sent me a piece that was done on radio for RT Radio 1. And that's where I found out that information about where it is. So that's on public record already. So we've no idea what they're going to do with it? No idea when it'll be finished. And and is that that money that was spent on it already was regeneration money? I believe so, yeah. That's my information. In in theory, it should be maybe something that should be put in a regeneration area when it's taken out of that shed in Tipperary. Well, it should go back into the grounds of South Hill House, now Tate House. That's the original. What's left there at the moment is a, a small wall that the, the glass house sits upon when it's fully uh, restored. Okay. So we need to restore this and make it an attraction for the city. It's the, of huge historical importance. The council is saying that issues with spending outside of regeneration areas, that, that money can be spent elsewhere if it's felt it will be of overall benefit to regeneration areas. Okay, so again, we need to come back to oversight. Who decided it was of benefit and what mechanism do they use to measure the benefits? I was asked um, that many times from people inside regeneration and that's the question I asked. So if something is seen as being of value to regeneration communities, what is the metric for measuring that? How can we know that that has delivered for these people? So I've asked for a report on an example of how a specific spending project has delivered for those people in the the area. So I'm waiting on that report as well. Remind us what was the overall budget in the beginning? I think it was something in the tune of the 400 million, something like that. And yeah, I suppose, million, I think. and there was never an, you know, a, a detailed breakdown of where all of that money would go, although we did know that money was going to go on things like, um, you know, projects for young people to be working uh, to, you know, socialising in the community, all that kind of thing. So over time, it's understandable that decisions would be made that might change, you know, what should be prioritised, because this has been running for so many years at this stage. So... Could you maybe accept that some decisions originally planned for a particular project, you know, five, ten years later, you might see that there was something that was a bit more important for that money to go towards? Well, let's let's see the evidence. Explain. They need to explain if a decision was made regarding spending. Let's see the outcomes. We're two years from the end. We've spent years looking at regeneration. And... Like, this is the first review, Gillian, as well, which is quite concerning to me. So we've been trudging along for the last few years, and now the realisation has set in that we're actually not delivering for communities. If we need to change outcomes in regeneration areas, yes, we need to spend money. But we also need to look at the outcomes. Let's look at the educational outcomes. Let's look at the the outcomes for employment. To date, um, we've you know, under this new directorate, we've had a jobs coordinator put in place and it was said to me over the weekend that this jobs coordinator has now handed in his notice. So I asked that at the meeting as well on Monday and I was told, yes, 
he has decided to leave. Now, he is tasked with um, an unenviable task, in my opinion, to liaise with 80 different organisations and um, stakeholders in regeneration. No wonder that person left. That's, you couldn't be engaging with 80 different organisations and um, get an outcome that's sufficient. Sarah, um, where was the meeting left? So as a result of the meeting, um, we have been given a commitment that quarterly meetings will take place. Um, any big decisions will be um, run past the councillors, that we will be briefed um, at different junctures when different projects need to be delivered. But we did raise at the meeting as well that Palm Court should be built. So this is uh, housing development in on the south side of the city that has been put on the back boiler. So Palm Court should be delivered. That's a housing development. And we have a commitment as well that they will meet Limerick City East councillors to discuss the delivery of phase two of Churchfield because due to ongoing issues issues in Churchfield in South Hill, um, the residents don't feel that phase two um, should be built immediately. It should be put on the back boiler, more or less, until the issues surrounding Churchfield phase one okay. are addressed. Okay, well, I know you will keep us updated on any further developments. Clearly, there are still a lot of questions that need some answers and we'll be hoping to, to get those answers. We should say that we have asked for a representative of Regeneration to join us on Limerick Today and anybody is listening and they would like to come on to give some answers to those questions they are more than welcome but for this morning Councillor Sarah Kiley thanks for joining us on the programme Call Limerick Today now on 461995